Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Oh man, good morning, happy people. How you guys doing today? <laughs> Why did I say that? Thinking that I don't they know. could hear us, or they or thinking that we could hear them. They're probably wondering why we came on smiling. <laughs> we were joking. A while nah, ago. I, I, what happened was I farted, and nah. <laughs> uh, nah. I wouldn't be smiling. <laughs> I'd be nah, laughing. Nah, 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 we both wouldn't be smiling. No, no, no. No, I'm totally to, to joking over here. Yeah. Um, are you? But but we are. <laughs> hey, well, you'll smell me later, right? right. <laughs> smell you later. Smell me later. <laughs> You know, I really appreciate Will Smith, by the way. Um, <laughs> and also, um, what's that guy's name? That um, that rapper that did a tribute song to him. I don't know if you heard it or not, but um, no, I didn't. Did uh, I can't, I can't, no, he didn't die. No, he, but basically, he just did like a video tribute or a really a, a song tribute to Will Smith. It was pretty dope, actually. Oh, Tom Joyner. Uh, yeah, what's or the song? Joyner something, what's something, something Joyner. But Will Smith. I think I heard that song. Yeah. Yeah, I think I It's been a while since I heard it though. But okay, like, so it, it is. Oh, I thought it was new. Okay, I know what you're talking nah, about. No, nah, no, it's 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 a couple of years old now. Right. Um but yeah, it's it's dope the way he just transitions through all different movies and stuff like that and mm-hmm. talking about your legends, you know, honoring your legends before they before they go on stuff like that. Like, that's that's dope. Yeah. I wish I, I wish I wrote that song. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, total sidebar. Right. Um Today we're continuing our conversation on sex, right? Sex. But we're gonna focus on dating today, and we're gonna ask the question, or we're asking the question: Is dating biblical? Right? <laughs> um, we know that God brings people together; the two are united in spirit, mm-hmm. and the two are equal in value. Yes, they are. Right. So, <laughs> is dating biblical? Now, I want to read this article. Well, I'm really not going to read the whole article, mm-hmm. but some excerpts from this article from Christian Today. There was good information in that. And it was good information. Was good I learned information. some things. I really yes. appreciate yes. Um, this woman, uh, Roxanne uh, Kumulo, if I'm pronouncing her name correctly. If I'm Maybe. not, then I want to get I'm going to get hit up, lit up in the comments. And we learned um, a lot, like... As we were going through and preparing this, just sitting up thinking about some things, it's like, how do we miss that? It's clear as day in the word. And clear as day, but we weren't taught it. Yes. We were not Absolutely. taught it expressly at all. And yep. um, hear what you say to, to that question. Is dating biblical? In short, no. Basically. Right? And she goes on to quote uh, Pastor Ephraim Buckle from the Calvary Chapel, South London. Uh, what he says is, quote, We don't see the concept of an exclusive, committed, emotionally intimate relationship where both individuals believe they belong to each other outside of covenant in Scripture. We're going to unpack what covenant means. Mm -hmm. We see no concept of a girl having a partner and thus being coupled before betrothal or that is engaged. Biblically, betrothal is covenant Mm -hmm. or engagement. Right. Right. Furthermore. Um, today in the church, most people seem to do a modified version of the world's boyfriend slash girlfriend yeah. relationship. Mm-hmm. 
The only real modif- only real modification is being no sex. No sex, that's it. But anything else is goes pretty anything much. Else you know, goes. turn a blind eye to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they begin by hanging out and at some point become an official couple, believing that they are now in an exclusive, committed relationship and that they belong to each other. Mm-hmm. They quickly allow themselves to grow in emotional intimacy and are physically affectionate beyond mm-hmm. what would be normal between friends or family. Mm-hmm. And an unintentional relationship that is not clearly moving towards marriage and that can very well end up not working out mm-hmm. has the potential to, to greatly harm the other and stir up love before it pleases. And that's referenced in Song of Solomon's mm-hmm. uh, 2.7. Mm-hmm. Intentional pursuit of marriage should be initiated and led by the man as men are biblically leader, the leaders when it comes to romantic relationships, yes. as it spells out in Ephesians 5.22 and Proverbs 18.22. Mm. Man, that's I a lot like of chew on. fire. Yeah, that's all the two one right there. Yes, it is. You know, we got it wrong, backwards. So backwards. Man. Man, so many times we, I mean, even in my personal marriage, you know, we, we, I came to Christ when I was 26. By that time, I was already dating my wife and living with my now wife for mm-hmm. two years wow. before that point. Mm-hmm. You know, so <laughs> we had no no chance of doing it right. Mm-hmm. You know, it was mm-hmm. more of, okay, so you're already doing this. So you might want to get married, right? You know, I'm not going to, I mean, that's just kind of the blunt, bluntness of it. There's, sure. there's, there's a lot more to that, right? But Absolutely. I'm trying to make it short for time's sake, Absolutely. right? Um, I'm in the same boat. I I was a Christian at the time too, so how much more shameful? I, my my wife was just telling y'all the story about how I put my arm around her when she asked the question. So what army? You're my girl. And she <laughs> smiled and like, okay. <laughs> she did not belong to me. I no. could just see God looking down like, really, Jason? Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? You know? Yeah. So next point is. That uh, God brings people together. We're going to talk more about this dating thing too, right? But let's go back to the beginning, right? Because that's where things are perfect. Yes. Right? So if you want to be perfect, you look at examples of perfection, right? Um, So what we see from Scripture, Genesis Mm 2.22, then the the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he did what? He brought her to the man. He brought her to the man. Mm-hmm. Adam ain't go on Tinder. No. <laughs> <laughs> that one caught me off guard. We didn't rehearse that. <laughs> I mean, Adam wasn't sitting there swiping, you know. <laughs> he brought her to the man. Yes. Man. Yes. How long did Adam date her? <laughs> Moments, if that, <laughs> it's even that, exactly. As long as it took him from him to say, "Whoa, man!" Right? That's mine. That's mine. Mm-hmm. And we know the Lord confirmed that He brought him to her. Yeah, He brought her to him, so and yeah. He blessed him. Yes, He, he said, "This is good. Go multiply." Yes. Go yeah, multiply. you know, and it's funny because I think multiply in God's math, right? God's math is different than our math. Mm-hmm. You know, and different doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, our math is just wrong, or we're just some idiot Christians, right? But think about it, right? In God's math, one whole person comes together with another one whole person, mm-hmm. and then they make a third one whole person. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, one plus one is three. Mm-hmm. That's multiply. 
Mm-hmm. So what I'm getting at is sometimes in the church, especially in the church, right, we come down with this idea that like you got to have more than one kid, otherwise you're not multiplying. Right. You know, oh, you only got the one. When you gonna have another? No, God says multiply. <laughs> Technically, I already did. You have the two shall become. one. How about you multiply some fun? Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm gonna. I'm that gonna, one I'm touched gonna, them. I'm gonna, <laughs> That one touched this soul. Uh, let, me, let me calm down. I'm getting yeah. a little passionate over hey, here. Man. <laughs> Having one is multiplying. The two shall become one. I know there's a lot more inside of that, but I believe that that is part of it. Two become one. You yep. have your child. Yep. And they literally share characteristics of both of you. And look like both of you. Some of them, they, I got a cousin. They jeans so strong, all the kids look like them. Wow. But still, <laughs> you can see little hints in the nose or whatever. Yep. But yeah. Yep. Another thing to observe is their proximity. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, they didn't have to search the globe for one another. Right. They were in the same proximity, the mm-hmm. same garden, have the same mm-hmm. framework, mm-hmm. same understanding of gardening, same understanding Absolutely. of farming and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and not just that. You know, that God bore her to her, but God is the father, right? So the father gives away the bride. Absolutely. As well. He or, gave her away. or historically, if the father is not there, like in, 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 in reality, if the father is not there, then the next patriarchal male in, in the lineage, you know, mm-hmm. whether it be the uncle or the brother, you know, something like that, you know. But if a bride isn't given, then she's really not, there's really no marriage there. Right, and I think there are two important scriptures to consider, and they're both in Proverbs. Mm-hmm. It says, "An excellent wife, who can bond," mm-hmm. and then it says, "A prudent wife is from the Lord." So you can't find her, but she's in the Lord. Yep. So where do I find her? Church. <laughs> we can go there in, in in a in a practical in a practical modern day sense, but. Which is was important to the viewers, practical modern day. But when we talk origins, Adam was definitely on one accord with the Lord. Mm-hmm. We going back to the episode, we're gonna keep referring. He's obedient to the command. Yep. He's cultivating. Yep. He's already a leader. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's doing everything that the Lord says. We talk about First Corinthians, the single person being devoted to the Lord. Yep. It's all lined up. You are good with the Lord. Guess what? He brings him what he needs. What does the Lord say? He says that it's not good for man to be alone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make him a comparable helper. Yep. Adam didn't have to go and be like, I think people get the scripture confused where it says when a man finds a woman, he finds a good thing as in the sense of you have to go on this, this woman hunt and just mm-hmm. go searching. Worldwide search. Yeah. Where is she? I got to find her. I got to find my Ruth, which that's not even what that book is no. about. Yeah, we, but anyway, we'll, we'll talk that about that later. later. Yeah. But they, <laughs> they think that they have to go on this hunt when it's like, I've heard it simplified, and people say it's kind of cliche. If you get busy with the Lord's work, then He'll take care of yours. He'll take care of yours. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what we saw Adam doing. That's why we, that's why we laid that groundwork first because mm-hmm. he was flowing in his element. Mm-hmm. He over there naming animals left and right, la, 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 whatever, right? Mm-hmm. He's just naming animals. Mm-hmm. Next, thing you know, like whoa, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, man, whoa, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is this? Absolutely. And I know I'm talking a lot, but here's the other side of that. If you're, and you can be a believer and still do this. Let's say you're not walking with the Lord in the sense of 
your lifestyle because you can be a believer and be living a certain type of way. Scripture spells that out. Yep. But you're not listening to the Lord. You're not devoting yourself to the Lord. You're not um, you're not exercising leadership as a man and learning how to do these things. And you do make a hasty decision, which Proverbs says that haste brings about ruin. Mm-hmm. Or you, you decide to do it on your own lenses. I'm going to go look for this woman through my lenses, which most likely is going to be some old crazy um, list of what you want and what she should be. And you're not allowing the Lord to bring this woman your way. Then you're going to mess up. Yep. You're going to make a mistake. Yep. <laughs> and it's going to cause a lot of heartache. A lot of heartache. Man. On um, both sides of the fences. Absolutely. But yeah, man. You got to be equally yoked, too. Yes. You know. That's a basic. That's basic. Basically, be equally basically what it means is 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 for, for those that don't don't know the uh the Jewish imagery there, you know, and those who aren't farmers, right? That just means being on the same level. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have the same framework, the same viewpoint, you know, I mean that's just with anywhere in life. Even if you're not Christians, I mean, both if you're both go, if if both be if you're gonna be atheist, both be atheists, or whatever. Like you can't be atheist and Hindu. I mean, that doesn't quite work out well, <laughs> right? I remember when I first learned about the whole yokes, and it made sense as these two animals that are yoked together working have to be the same type in order to get the work done. I'm not going yoke a horse and an ox together. Exactly. It's it's not they're they're two different builds. They're designed for two different types of work. And so you put yourself at a major disadvantage as a believer, right? When you get with an individual that y'all are not like minded, or this person is not an individual or a believer. What what does it say? What do light and darkness have to do with one another? Exactly. And you're not gonna that's not gonna happen if you uh allow if you uh pull an atom and you are um doing everything that I said and you allow the Lord to be a part of that process. I, I think that's a good segue to the next <laughs> point, which is you're two united in one spirit. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, you know, Genesis 2.24. Yep. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one yes. spirit. Yes. And I mentioned this before, past episode, that's united, and obviously not physically, mm-hmm. right? But united into one spirit, mm-hmm. united into one mind, one vision, mm-hmm. one heart, mm-hmm. one mission. Mm-hmm. You know, this goes on. Mm-hmm. And, um... And, yeah. and and it makes sense because it says, oh man, it it just hits when you when you look at it. It says that he made a suitable, I like that version. Some say comparable, <laughs> a suitable yes. mate or helper for him. She did not get in the way of Adam's work. She came and propelled that thing. And she knew everything should when we say suitable, that that stirs up another thought in my mind. Like mm-hmm. she already knew what to do. Mm-hmm. She didn't have to ask Adam, oh, I need help with this, or what should I do? Mm-hmm. She's not coming to him, you know, expecting him to... Adam doesn't have to micromanage her. Mm-hmm. 